This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes, Almunia saves, knock out, follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Watford are on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini! I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Hello and welcome. Hello. It worked. Hello and welcome to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Uh, we're on YouTube. Hello, everybody. You can see us as well as hear us. Uh, this is our end of January review, and we're going to have a look at the transfer window as well. Good evening, Peter. Good uh, Good. Good evening. This is great. We can, Carlos and I can... He's so, he's so excited. We can now fuck about on screen as well as, well as off. It's brilliant. I know. Usually you can just cut this out, but no, you're going to see it all as well. Good evening, Carl. How are you? Good evening. Yes, very well. Very well. Thank you. All good. Right. Let's introduce our guests who are also going to be joining us this evening. Good evening, Greg. Hello. There he is. There he is. How are you? You all right? I'm very well, thank you. Very well. That's good now, to I, 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 I think we have to. We do have to just oh, you know, point, out, point out to everybody that Greg is joined by Mr. George Michael there on the door. Which is, which is a thing of beauty. Oh, let's not let's not go into that. We haven't now. got fifty-five minutes to do all those, I'm afraid. No, we haven't got time for puns on George Michael songs. Uh, let's also welcome in Ian Bacon. Uh, good evening to you, Ian. How are you? Good evening, Justin. Good evening, everybody. Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you very much. What was our first match in January? Well, to be honest with you. If you were there, you probably will remember it. It was the uh, it was the visit up to Carrow Road, and I, I think a couple of the, the people on the panel visited the fair city of Norwich, a fine city. What do you what do you recall of of, uh, of being there? Uh, uh, Wendover Horn. Let's start with Greg. What do you remember of the day? Managed to catch up with Carl before the game and uh, had a few uh, had, had a had a few shandies. And uh, yeah, it was a good game, wasn't it? it was good, good game. Um, we, it was a, it was everything that Watford aren't when they're bad. We fought and we showed passion and heart and spirit, and yeah, came came away with, with the three points. 
Gaspar played well in the midfield. Morris had a good game. Great day out, you know, great three points. It was. We also did, though, if you recall, pick up... I mean, it was a real day for... We were already feeling very sorry with ourselves with injuries, but we also picked up a further three hamstrings on the day. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. which which didn't help us. Carlos, what was what was the atmosphere like in the away end as uh, as it felt like somebody was taking out our hamstrings one by one? Uh, well, yeah, that, exactly that. I mean, the fact that Greg was uh, two days deep into Norfolk cider probably <laughs> helped the uh, the atmosphere. I must admit, um, but no, it was um, it, especially at nil nil when we're still in the game and we were playing well. Greg just touched on it there. We were playing really well, but to to keep losing players like we were that day was you know it was becoming it was um, gallows humour, as they say. Very much so, but yeah, we've 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 got a nick to nick to win. Wagner. They they were under they were under their their That's caretaker, it. and they hadn't quite got yet to uh, to Wagner. So instead, they kept showing the person that everybody kept saying, "Oh, the Norwich hands uh, kind of managers a bit dishy," and it was like, "Hold on, where yeah. where have I where where have I put the two fucks that I don't give about that particular piece yes. of information?" I remember this now? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. dreadful. Ian, Ian, did you uh, did you manage to catch much of the of, of the Norwich game? It certainly was an excellent start to the year. We we were. We were a hundred percent at one stage. It was um, it was live on Sky. I was up in Scotland for New Year, um, but but caught the uh, caught the game and uh, yeah, agree with what what the guys have said. It was certainly hamstring gate, wasn't it? Uh, Gaspar was probably man of the match, and then uh, the crow, and I'm sure more of him later. Um, the, the crow popped up with a, a winner near the end. The crow, the crow, Carl. The crow. The crow. Yeah. I, I actually I actually thought I think I said to one of you two at the end, or it might have been on the on the Twitter space, I thought he missed it. <laughs> I was yeah. so adamant he missed it. It just seemed to take forever to, to get out of yeah. his feet. Uh, but that's well, the crow at, at his deadliest. Well, luckily he mishit it and it went in. That's it, yeah. <laughs> so we came back down the A eleven, um, all all happy, etc. And then we headed off. But these injuries were so biting now that the next game, which, of course, was away at Reading, saw us basically putting out a whole host of youngsters being played. Again, Carlos, I know you you were uh, you enjoyed that because uh, one of the things you called into the Twitter spaces was about the excellent news that having previously been stuck in a car park, you, you, you'd got free of Reading relatively quickly, which may suggest that the highlights of the actual football weren't as enthusiastic as they might have been. No, no, there wasn't a lot of, of joyfulness about the football that day. I mean, I've said it before and I'll, I'll go on record to say it. I know I wasn't present uh, yesterday when you spoke to the uh, guys from Reading. There was a reason for that is because I find Reading the most incredible, pointless place on earth and football team. It's just, it, it's just nothingness. So I, I, I purposely missed yesterday. I didn't, that's a lie. But, I, yeah, I just find them the most irritating bunch of so-and-sos that the world has ever seen. Uh, and I'm going on Saturday, so that should uh, that should make for an excellent vlog. Stay tuned. We, we did have a wonderful moment with, uh, with with Ben yesterday, who was really good from the from the Tilehurst end, where we did go, by the way, what the fuck is going on with your second kit? Oh, and he kind of went, and he went, yeah, yeah, I know, but have you seen the sleeves on the first one? What's going on with those? But <laughs> did he did he make reference? And I, I listened to it on the way home tonight. Did he make reference that that kit is for actual is for charity it, or no, for a good cause? And there's us ripping the piss out. Of it. No, no, <laughs> Reading, Reading, no, Reading have done their 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 uh, their sleeves because of for, for climate change. Because right. the the senior members of the GA won't be swayed unless a team in Berkshire change their sleeve colours. Of course. <laughs> Oh, it was the push over the edge that Greta Thunberg needed, I imagine. <laughs> anyway, 
<laughs> look at Greg. Look at Greg. He's just <laughs> anyway. We saw that that week. That week, the 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 Reading Cup game at the time. Again, on the spaces, everybody came back and everybody was quite enthused about the performances that they'd seen, especially from the youngsters, especially from Wayne Andrews' son um, at, at right back, and also uh, Jack Greaves in the middle had, had done really well, and a. a, a a little lad, tight, tiny little chap, nothing of him, called Adeyemo, came on and had his debut. More of him than in a minute, no doubt. Um, and they, they, they acquitted themselves well, didn't they, Greg? There was a quite a good good atmosphere at the end of that. P- pretty pleased. Yeah, yeah. like Carl, I was there, and I also got away rather quickly, which which was nice. Yeah, I thought, you know, the lads came in and they did well, didn't they? They, 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 they played for, for a shirt, and you saw some commitment. Um, so... You couldn't ask for any more. One thing I did learn out of, of the, the Reading game is our man Akoi isn't a £6 million goalkeeper. And may, maybe uh, we'll, we'll talk more about him later. However, yeah, yeah look, look, I, I, I went there not expecting much, didn't get a lot, uh, but I was quite happy. I was quite happy. It's kind of kind of natural status of a Watford supporter. Went there, didn't expect much, didn't get much. I'm I'm okay with that. That's all good. That's all good. Yeah. Mister Bacon, sir. Mister Bacon, sir. What what were what were your memories other than the other than the shocking sleeve design of the Reading kit? Um, well, I was also there, and I had a horrendous time getting out of the ground afterwards. So I should have gone with either Carl or Greg. That's what I've learned. <laughs> Learned from from this. It took me about forty yes. minutes to get away from the damn place. Uh, yeah, I agree with what what they said. There was there, there was um, passion on the pitch. A bit of a fluke goal at the end of the first half. Although we can argue that Akaya should have done better. And then when we was pushing for an equaliser um, near the end, they they went up uh, the the other end and and scored both both goals in injury time at the end, end of each half. So that they didn't disgrace themselves at all. Um, there's some good good prospects prospects there and I hope that they're not forgotten now that we've made some more signings and people players are coming back from injury yeah I, I wasn't wasn't disappointed at, at, at all with a with a 2-0 loss because of the side that we fielded and they did actually they did actually try and give it a go mm. I don't think there was anybody that really turned up at that game expecting to you know if we if we turned Reading over it would have been an absolute bonus as far as I'm concerned yeah um, and, and we would have had Man United in the in the next round so we need to focus on other areas this season rather than the FA Cup I feel yeah well one good thing that's come out of it of course is Andy Carroll then went and played in that game yeah. Man yeah, United, yeah. And he can't play uh, he on can't Saturday because he got sent off. Being... But to be fair, yeah. if I was looking at the Reading side, it's it's a little bit like Peter lining up in the Reading side. If he got sent off in the previous game, I wouldn't actually give a fuck because there's very little that he actually does on the football pitch. I've got to be honest. <laughs> yeah, he, d- he didn't do anything when he came on, did he? No. I'm being compared to Andy fucking Carroll here. Available, by the way. <laughs> he looked like he was in a crane to pick him up to go up for a header. You know, he was, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. He's just all lumpy and just, he's just, he's a shit. This This is yeah. not a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, hardly, I'm hardly twigging, but he, uh, you know, he's put on some timber, put it that way. Let's move on from this show of supermodels that you see in front of you currently <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and turn to only a couple of days after. There was a really excellent performance, probably the best performance I've seen at Vicarage Road all season, which was when the under-18s in the FA Youth Cup took on Everton's under-18s and beat them 3-1. 
and it was uh, streamed on on Hive Live, which meant that you know lots of people probably saw about half of it and probably heard about the other third. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, Re- refund anybody. Um, but but it was a tremendous performance. Um, um, Jack Greaves got got the first goal in, in in the first half, and it was an absolute blinder of a strike. Um, Everton pulled a goal back with a with a not dissimilar kind of clean strike but bearing in mind Everton we've done a lot of talking about the the youth uh, academy and Everton are a tier one academy you know that's as that's as top royalty as you can get and they had a couple of players that yeah okay you could see they they were shining but not a whole lot else and you put your best team out in the in the FA Youth Cup and uh, I think our lads did extremely well second half George Abbott who's the captain of both the under 18s and the under 21s um who's a who's a center back and he looks he looks polished he looks calm and you've got to remember he's playing kind of three years ahead of himself like like a lot of these kids are um when he plays for the under 21s under 18 he looks he looked thoroughly dominant and then um finally finally it was um Adrian Blake got uh, uh got a got a third having been taken off against Reading um after after a first half I think they probably were having a mind to the game two days later but I think he disappointed on uh, at Reading and he, he did look like he had a little bit of a hangover until it got to the second half and then he, he kind of played played pretty well and he he got a goal as a, as a just desserts really a really good performance and on the back of that it spurred me to go to, to next Monday's game so um, I'm looking forward to seeing him in the flesh yeah absolutely where we're taking on yeah. Arsenal um, on the 6th of February at uh, at 7 o'clock kickoff, uh, do get down to the Vic to support it. That started off a great week for the for, for the youth of the club because suddenly you've got people who've made senior debuts. Two days later, they're playing in the FA Youth Cup and they're probably looking around going, well, if, if I didn't embarrass myself on Saturday, I can probably do this. You know, part of, part of the, uh, uh, the psychological battle was, was, was there. And we saw we saw probably the next stage of that the following Saturday when what we saw was the game at home to to Blackpool and a certain a certain gentleman by the name of Adi Yemo uh, grabbing the headlines but of course before all of that it was the GT day um most most importantly and therefore obviously there were there were scarves <clears throat> bought out and memories of the great man and of course his family were in attendance etc but um it it was it was kind of finished off in terms of the game and the uh, the whole night with him scoring on the 72nd minute can't think of any more iconic moment that we could expect to see for for a number of years greg what do you think Correct, Peter. How, what a poignant moment, you know, uh, to score on the seventy, you know, the seventy-second minute. What more can you ask for a young lad coming through the academy, making his debut? All GT ethics of of of, of, of blood in the youth. You know, you couldn't you, you you couldn't have written it, could you? You couldn't have written it, and uh, you know, capped off capped off a you know a lovely afternoon. Hi, this is Benjamin Bloom. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. (whistles) At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. 
That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Justin, well, your memories of uh, we we we'd spoken to uh, to Blackpool for the preview show, and yeah. they kind of they'd opened up about what it was like to have some owners that were really, really, really unscrupulous. Yes. Um, you know, so I think we were all kind of thanking our blessings, you know, kind of all counting our blessings that that day. What were your memories of it? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I think the first half was a bit kind of quiet, wasn't it? I think we probably had a a chance really, really, really early on, like within yeah. the first few minutes, and then. First half was a bit sort of quiet, and then obviously it came alive. I do remember that was the one where the crow took about four hours to get off the pitch when he was subbed, wasn't it? it yes, was, that's uh, it. Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, his his wings his wings were broken. His wings were yeah, his legs really were broken. Um, so yeah, uh, no, but it was it was a, a really really good display in the end, and as you say, as poignant as it gets with a seventy second minute goal. Uh, nice to see the young lad scoring. Um, yeah, it was good. It was a good game. I think that's probably one of the last good games we've seen this month isn't it we shall find out as we go further through so the next game was indeed a bit of a a bit of a disappointment but one of the new players coming in who managed to come in and get the goal was uh, was Yao Ferreira against Rotherham United Carlos what what was your uh, what was your match day vlog overall kind of tone after after Rotherham as you well know I'm I'm uh, loved and adored in the Rotherham area because of how nice I've been to them in the past. So <laughs> the North in so, general, yeah. So that, yeah, the North in general, yeah. So, so that theme continued. Um, I, I, to be honest, I, I underestimated Rotherham this season. I actually think they're a, they're a half decent football inside, um, and that result probably isn't the worst result in in the grand scheme of things, especially with the the team that we put out. But um, Ferreira, fantastic run from a from a right right back, great finish. Um, you know, really, really looks a half decent player. Um, just got to hope he's fit for at least a couple of games. Yeah, more of that. More of that running from midfield and whacking it from outside yeah, the box. Yeah. Let's have yeah. more of that. Superb. Superb. Yeah, yeah, just getting the ball and driving. Driving with the ball, getting at teams. But I thought if it wasn't for that little bit of it, sort of self-preservation to sort of say, do you know what, I'm going to go for this, that Rotherham would have gone on to win that 1-0. So mm. it's just it's just about creating chances, isn't it? I think, and that's that's what we've suffered with in the latter part of this uh, this month. I mean, in the build up to that to that goal, before the ball came to Ferreira, uh, sort of right back, advanced sort of right back, the ball had come to Cathcart, and all Rotherham were doing because they, if you remember, they got their goal relatively early on in the second in, in the first half. They ju- they just dropped all the way and they just basically packed out the space and we didn't have enough cuteness on the ball or speed with the ball to kind of catch them out. So they just dropped and the ball came to Cathcart and I, I think I was sitting with you, Justin, it might have been and I was just going, just run, just run, just carry the ball, carry the ball. Because they weren't making any effort to try to engage. It mm. was a question of just catch or travel. And he kind of tried to pass it. They kind of stretched out, managed to intercept it, but it broke to Ferreira. And then Ferreira did exactly what what was what was there, which was they're not going. And he just traveled and traveled and traveled and traveled to within shooting distance and then put it into the bottom corner. And that's that's what we need to see. We need to see people who are gonna pick up and, and take responsibility for it. Which is, which was excellent. I think it's about being brave, Peter. And sometimes our players aren't brave enough. You know that happened against against Middlesbrough. As soon as the, against Rotherham, as soon as they scored early doors, you could have written the script what was going to happen. You knew they were 
going to sit back. You knew they were going to time waste. Ferreira was brave, wasn't he? He was brave and went forward and he got his reward. There are so many times when we get the ball and we move it from one player to another and you think you're not passing the ball, you're just passing responsibility. You yeah. know, and you do. You need somebody yeah. to step up exactly as you say. Be brave. Just take responsibility with this to try and, you know, you don't have to do it all yourself, but you have to at least try to commit a player. You need somebody to, to go past a player. Ishmael Asar, are you listening? Um, you know, because what that does is it pulls the upper te- the opposition's team shape about. Remember what I just said about Rotherham? They just sat deep. And of course, if nobody took on a player, they were in a fine shape to to. To, to kind of defend if you mm. commit a player and get past him or, or you know get him out of sorts they've got to readjust and that's where the gaps appear that's where things kind of start to come out for you there we go yeah rather than one all as carlos says there, probably not the worst point in the world but you know we, we shall see another game that was actually um uh, watchable via via the internet shall we say uh, via the cardiff city so it was uh, a game i picked up last week which was the cardiff city um under 21's nil watford three uh manning got uh, got two and collins got got a goal at the end that was a, a a really nice work work goal a number of the players who were playing in the under 21's didn't include a lot of the under 18's who we've seen with the first team so it was actually kind of um an even more uh, I don't want to call it under strength, but it, uh, it, even less experienced under twenty-one side going to Cardiff, who've done, who've, you know, have done reasonably well in that in that particular league, and it was in, it was an interesting game because we kind of stifled them in the first half, hit them and played counter-attacking football in the second, and it was one of those where you just thought if we get one, we'll we'll, we'll get a number here, and we we got one in around the seventy-fourth minute, I think it was, and then suddenly. You know, and uh, then we got a penalty, which uh, uh, both were put away by uh, uh, by Ed Manning, um, and then we had this wonderful breakaway from the goalkeeper playing it up. Uh, the lad uh, Toure, the, uh, the the forward that we signed from Basingstoke recently, winning the header. Um, he played it back into I think it was Delifa, who then put the ball literally over the top for James Collins to run onto, and he just lifted it over the goalkeeper, and it was it was as tidy a piece of football as you could really expect to see. So, uh, you know, no, it, January certainly has been a great month for, uh, for 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 Richard Johnson, Jimmy Gilligan, and everybody connected with the academy, which even included a day when I was having my uh, my boiler serviced, and that's not an innuendo for once. Um, oh. the, the, the heating engineer came round, and his name was Jamie, and his lad is in the under nines, and he could not speak highly enough of the Watford Academy um, and everything that was going on there in terms of the atmosphere, the way that the the, the coaches kind of interact with the with the players, and he, he doesn't he doesn't even suspect that his lad's going to get anywhere with it. But he the, what he what he came out and said was the life lessons and the confidence that my lad has has, has gained. He's worth its weight, worth its weight. Brilliant. Have a badge. There you go. And then of course we come to. A rather disappointing performance at, uh, well, let's just, at, let's just end it at the Riverside. Let's just end it there. We'll just end it here. That's lovely. January was great. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think it. I think it's worth ha- having a discussion about how the month is ending and therefore how we need to see things pick up at this coming game. Uh, you know, versus Reading uh, as we move forward. That uh, that that we really need to see because let's be honest. Middlesbrough was a shit show. The lack of 
of, of tempo, never looked to match Middlesbrough at all. Um, we saw what you know what everybody's been discussing in Cameron Archer, you know, saying about what he would what he would provide, which was you know kind of a sniffer's instinct, but also pace, running, good touch, great movement, and he played incredibly well alongside uh, Chubo Atpom. I watched that on the uh, on the Middlesbrough stream, and the Middlesbrough commentators were absolutely purring about them. They were less complimentary about Watford because we were static. Davis played for half a game. And then we saw um, our, our new Portuguese uh, lad come on, Arosh, and he came on with Adeyemo up front and they put it about a bit and tried a little bit. But as for the rest of the team, very poor. And one person in particular, I think, who probably let us down for the, uh, certainly for the first goal in, Oh, our friend Mr. Kamara. Yeah, well, the sooner he goes back to Udinese, the better, as far as I'm concerned. It was a lovely phrase used by uh, uh, by Paul Holly, who came on, and I'd not I'd not heard it before. So if 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 credits to somebody else, if they come out, Kamara Kazi. I like that because because <laughs> it it works on so many levels. Because he was so Kazi. Oh, just just too much, too it's, much. Absolutely, it's incredible to me that we're talking about a player like this that was our player of the season not so long ago. Yeah. It just shows you how far, uh, you know, whether it's him or he flattered the city. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, he. No, I, I he think. So out of his depth. I think they were all so shit last season. That exactly. He was yeah, maybe. Bad lunch. Yeah. Bad punch. Well, I think he, it was. Yeah, he, he was the player of half a season because we did sign exactly. him in January. Exactly. He it was, shows you how was, bad all, how bad yeah, all exactly. the others were. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. As a question, then to to the group, to the panel, as Andy Collins would say, um, who 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 do we want to go with for left back on on Saturday? Do we want to go with Camera, or would we go and switch back and use Morris? Kamara. Who said Kamara? I'm I'm sticking with Kamara. Really? Okay. Greg, that's yeah. like that's like washing in stinging nettles and going. Do you know what? It did hurt, but tomorrow I'm going to wash in stinging nettles. <laughs> I think we might play with a three. I think we might play with a three on Saturday, and if we're playing mm. in, a, in a three, I think uh, Kamara is suited to to that bombing on roll. I like Morris. Don't get me wrong. I, I like Morris, but he does lack pace. He does lack pace, and I can see why uh, he was released by Southampton. He, he's okay on the ball. I don't think he's going to make it at Championship level. I think he's going to have a career out of football but probably in League One or League Two. It's my own opinion. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hello? Oh, he's got a fire alarm. He's got a fire alarm. What's going on? Who's having a fire alarm test? No, it's my me. phone, unfortunately. You're still running it's that mini cat firm, are you, Greg? It's Mogi. <laughs> it's yeah. Mogi. <laughs> hello, Mogi. Hello, this is the Birmingham Bus Lane Association. You haven't paid your fine. Touche, <laughs> <laughs> touche. Oh, welcome, welcome to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. No joke too old or non-recyclable. <laughs> there you go. Fantastic. I, I think I think you've absolutely hit it on the head there, Greg, actually, in terms of it, because if you play if you play three at the back and you're looking at a wing back and you want to get wit down the flank. Uh, you know, like that. I think I think Kamara is definitely a man, and also you don't have to worry about the fact that you know he, he's you know he basically defends about as well as your phone does, right? 
<laughs> whereas whereas with Morris, I don't know if you recall, if you go back to the to the Rotherham game, because Morris had come in, he hadn't let anybody down. He'd done really well. And I agree with you about the pace. I think there there were things that he wasn't kind of getting on the end of, especially at the Norwich game, but I thought he came on and he improved and he improved. One of the things that I thought was really telling in the first half against Rotherham, the ball kept getting spun out to Martins on the wing. And and he had uh, Ferreira, you know, bombing up and trying to trying to support him all the way through the first half because you had Morris hitting the diagonals all the time and also Kone was hitting the diagonals all the time at half time. Billich swapped Morris for for camera and took off Kone and suddenly Martins completely out of the game because no fucker gave him the ball. He basically yeah. was sat there going. And the only way he would get the ball was when it came to Ferreira and Ferreira would run or try and play him in. You know, one-on-one, -on -one. there was none of that kind of play. So I agree with you. I think if we go with a four, I think for me, it's Morris and it's it's Kamara if it's a if it's a, a three at the back or a five at the back, however you want to look at it. The Watford ladies team who have been having a superb season have had two games in January, one early January. They lost to Crystal Palace, but uh, last Sunday... In the quarterfinal of the National Women's uh, League League Cup, they defeated uh, MK Dons 5-1. So now are facing in the semi-final, which again will be played at either Grosvenor Vale or there has been talk about whether or not it might be moved to Vicarage Road, either Huddersfield or Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, again, they they started back up again on Sunday in, in great form and there's some cracking goals. So do look out on the Watford socials to have a look at them and do get down to, uh, to Grosvenor Vale if you can to support them. What do we make? Because it's been a, an absolute pervading thing and it's still ongoing, especially as the transfer window has shut now. What are our thoughts on <laughs> Courtney, the Courtney Hall's situation? This, this is completely our fault. You do realise that, don't you? As I'm beginning to do not scratch your eyes. Yeah. This is completely our fault. We interviewed him and he hasn't played. We interviewed the, our £5 million goalkeeper and he's he couldn't save a fart. It's it just it's just there's a curse and it's it's on this podcast. It's us. It's Do not us. let us interview any new players. Let us interview the shit ones that you want out the door. We'll get yeah. it up for you, Watford. Yeah. In which case, in which case, I think we should move to part two, where we look at the incomings, and I think we should decide exactly that. We, the panel, should decide whether any of these players, basically, if we think they're a bit dodgy. If we get three strikes, we're going to interview them and put the curse, put the put, no. put the curse of do not scratch your eyes on it. Are this, we all in favour of this? This is a good plan. Yeah. This is a good plan. Yeah. I like this plan. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.